Welcome to Anderswick Church. We hope this message from our senior leader, Viv Liebersight, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at annasbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Good morning, everybody. It's so fantastic to be with you. What a beautiful presence of the Lord and amazing. And yes, yeah, an honour to be here to share the word with you today. And um, God's been speaking to me from the beginning of the year about a few things, and so this message is from the heart, from what, how God has been speaking to me, and, um, but I know it's not just for me, I've got the sense that God's up to something, and, and the worship today, this morning was powerful, a powerful presence of God, and I had this sense, and um, in fact, uh, before I go there, I'm going to put my number, the, my cell phone number's going to go up on the screen, if it works there, it is there, that's me. And um, just last week, uh, Sophie brought a beautiful message around the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And um, as an activation of faith in that area, if you feel that God is speaking to you, has a word to share for somebody, maybe a word of knowledge or a prophetic word for somebody here or for the church, feel free to text me that. And, um, and uh, yeah, can read them out to bless people. This is, we are a body ministry here. And um, this is a trusted and safe place, and I trust all of you to put my cell phone number up there. That's not a scary thing for me. We're a safe place. We're a family. So um, bless your heaps. And in the worship, I had this huge sense, and I felt quite moved and overwhelmed, that there was somebody that was really, it's like a heaviness. I don't know what's going on in your world over this last week or over this beginning of the year, but I had this terrible sense of a little bit of um, oppression, but dread, bit of dread, sadness, um, and the worship, you weren't feeling the presence of God, and I just wanted to say that God loves you, he sees you, he knows you, I don't know who you are, I'm not going to embarrass you, but I just know that you know that this word is for you. So I just want to pray. Would you pray? Bow your heads and let's pray. I want to pray. Lord, I just lift this person up to you right now. I pray your warm embrace. I pray, God, your tangible presence to come. To come around them, to come over them from the top of their head to the tips of their toes. Lord, that they would know that they would know that you are the one true God. That you see them. And right now, I come against that heaviness, the oppression. In Jesus' name, I pray a lightness to come into them from the top of their head to the tips of their toes. I pray freedom in Jesus' name. Freedom from the dread, freedom from the oppression, freedom from the heaviness. In Jesus' name, be set free. You will walk out of this place a different person than you walked in. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So God has implanted a word on my heart for this year. And um, yeah, I'll just say it, it's believe. And so my message is actually believe, believe, because I kind of like, it's doubled up. Believe, believe. And um, the Lord led me to this, in fact, last night, the scripture is in Mark 9, and it's a story. And um, so I'll read it to you, it's there. Immediately when the entire crowd saw Jesus, 
This is a Jesus story. I love it. They were startled and began running up to greet him. He asked them, what are you discussing with them? One of the crowd replied to him, teacher, I bought you my son possessed with a spirit which makes him unable to speak. And whenever it seizes him intending to do harm, it throws him down. It's quite a heavy story to start off with, isn't it? But hello, it's the Word of God. And he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes stiff. I told your disciples to drive it out and they could not do it. He replied, and the only way that Jesus could was beautiful love, actually. Oh, unbelieving, faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him to me. They brought the boy to him. When the demonic spirit saw him immediately, it threw the boy into a convulsion and falling to the ground, he began rolling around and foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he answered, since childhood, the demon has often thrown him both into the fire and into water. This is a full-on heavy situation, intending to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Hold up, let me just read that again. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. That really got me. Jesus said to him, and it got Jesus too, because he said, you say to me, if, you say to me, if you can, all things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. All things are possible for the one who believes and trusts in me. Immediately, the, the father of the boy cried out with a desperate, piercing cry, saying, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. I do believe. Help me, help me overcome my belief. What a cry, what a prayer. I want to encourage you that on a daily basis, for me on a daily basis, Lord, I do believe. Help me with my unbelief. Believe, believe, believe. Because I tell you, unbelief is always nagging away. Doubts keep creeping in. But I have a sense that God's got us on a journey this year that we're going to need us. Know what it is to step out like ever before and believe. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what He's going to ask you and I to do. But I know it's going to be exciting and it's going to be amazing. And we're not to be afraid of this because He is with us. So believe, 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 believe. Not just believe, but believe, believe. Are you getting it? Believe, believe. It's interesting that in the middle of believe, there's that word lie. We must not believe the lies. We must believe the truth. The truth about who God is and about who you are. So believe means this, accept that something is true, especially without proof. Cool. Be convinced by, trust, have confidence in. How confident are you in the Lord? Consider um, what uh, regard as true, accept as true, accept, be convinced by, give credit to, trust, put confidence, count on, rely on, and depend on. All those words all summarise and define believe. Quite interesting, hey? Goes from trust, having confidence, to relying on, depending on. And I have the feeling that's where God was going to want us. Relying, 
and depending on him on a whole nother level. Hebrews 11 is the faith chapter. Some of you will know it. And it's incredible. It sums up believe. It sums up believe, faith, trust. It says this. The fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. I quite like that. It's our handle on what we can't see. This belief, this believing, this ability to have faith. The act of faith is what, is what distinguished our ancestors. Set them above the crowd. By faith we see the world called into existence by God's word and what we see created by what we don't see. By an act of faith, Abel brought a better sacrifice to God than Cain. It was what he believed, not what he brought that made the difference. That was cool. That's what God noticed and approved as righteous. After all these centuries, that belief continues to catch our notice. By an act of faith, Enoch skipped death completely. Lucky him. They looked all over and couldn't find him because God had taken him. Wow. We know on the basis of reliable testimony that before he was taken, he pleased God. It's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists, it's key, and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. Let me read it again. Anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. Sometimes we get that first bit. Oh yeah, I believe in God, I know. Because you know he is the essence of everything. But do I actually believe that he cares for me in every detail of my world? Well, it does. The word does and he does to those who seek him. We're on a journey of seeking. Seeking and finding is amazing. So this year I've been reading, um, it doesn't make me any better than anybody else by reading the Bible. Anyone else join me with that? Who's been reading their Bible this year? Give me a wave if you have. It's all good if you haven't. This is my Bible. It's been with me for a long, long time. And I'm actually doing a chronological reading from Genesis through to Revelation, and um, which has been amazing. And I've discovered something through this, through this journey of believing that right from the beginning of time, God has made a way for us to believe. Through every story, weave through this incredible handbook, which is God's Word, is weaved the very heartbeat of God, which reverberates this. He made a way. He made a way. He is making a way. And He will make a way. Did you hear that? He made a way. He is making a way. And will make a way from creation, from Adam through to Noah and the ark, God made a way. From Abraham, Sarah and Isaac, what did he do? He made a way. From Joseph, from the pit to the prison to the palace of power, which brought freedom beginning to God's people, he made a way. Through Moses and the Red Sea, what did he do? He made a way. When he provided the tabernacle and all that went on there, he made a way. 
When you provided the cloud and the fire by, by night, helping the Israelites through the desert. He made a way. What did he do? He made a way. When he provided the manna for them to eat, he made a way. When he was with them in the 40 years of the desert, he made, I nearly said desert. What's on my mind? He made a way. With Joshua and Caleb, when he led them through the river of Jordan, he made a way. I'm, look, Rahab, when he provided Rahab as a way to, to, to save Joseph, um, Joshua and Caleb, he made a way. The victory over Jericho, he made a way when he provided the sacrifices, the laws, the ceremonies. That's where I've just gone, Leviticus. So it's full of ceremonies, laws and sacrifices. And you read and you're going, what? what? He made a way. God has made a way. He did it from the beginning to the end and he still is making a way and he still will make a way. Are you gonna believe it? Am I gonna believe it? Believe, believe. Not just think it. Not just read it and go, oh, that was cool for then. I'm sorry, but I'm really passionate about this. Has God wasted his time or not? No, he has not. Because he believes in you. He's making, he made a way for us. He made a way, first of all, by making us. Just get your head around this. This has been helpful for me over the last week or so bit of stuff going down. So Genesis 1.27 says, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them or made them. So I want you to get this. Do you believe that God made you? He created you. This is a setup for a wonderful future because we all have the DNA and he to be good people because we were made in his image. Do you ever believe that or you don't? What do you think about yourself? Come on, what's your self-talk? What's your inner feelings and thoughts? What do you believe? What do you believe about yourself? Huh. When I feel stink about myself, anyone feels stink every now and then? I know probably you're all lovely and perfect and you don't. But every now and then, I feel stink, not good enough, shamed about my lazy, lousy attitudes and my stinking thinking, and I need to remind myself, who made me right then? <laughs> and so do you, and I'm here to remind you, you were made by the Father of all creation. You were made, and He is your Father. Psalm 139, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my Father's womb, I praise you, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and what? Oh, come on. Do we believe that? You're looking at me like, what is this? Are you know, like a pat on the bat session? No, it's not. It's a reality check. It's a reality check about who you are. I'm fearfully, wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. We, you, are not from the devil. Last time I read the Word of God, He had nothing to do with making you or me. We are not from the devil. We are from God the Father. If anyone's ever told you, you are from the devil. I don't know if you've ever had that spoken over you. 
I just rebuke that in Jesus' name right now. That is a lie. And the truth is that you are from the Father, the Father, Father God Himself. We are from God the Father and we are made in His likeness. We have His DNA. We are not God. We are not gods, but we are made in His likeness. We have the ability to love, to be good, to have mercy, to have grace. We have all those abilities because we have His DNA running through us. It's true. We just need Jesus to come (laughs) and connect the dots. Yep, we're flawed. I'm flawed. We are easily led into temptation. We forget God. We allow worries and fears to get the better of us. And like Paul, we do what we shouldn't do in Romans 7. I love Paul. I love, I love that in Romans 7. He talks about, man, everything I know I should do, I don't. And the things I shouldn't do, I do. And da, 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 da. But for Jesus, thank the Lord for Jesus. So we must believe, you and I must believe, our entire existence is dependent on God making a way for us. And the sooner we fully believe and accept this and enjoy this and be grateful for this, we will live our lives living it. Did you hear that? So the sooner we believe that A, we were made by Him, for Him, and that our whole existence is dependent on Him. So believe is all about being dependent. Do we believe in him enough to be dependent for our every, every waking need? Or do we sometimes think, oh, he wants us. He's, he's, he needs us to do some stuff. And we've got to do our part. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but do we actually believe that he cares and sees every detail and he will make a way for us? make a way to see the things that need to happen by providing the right people along our paths, the right resources, the right opportunities. This week as I was mulling over this and um, one of our beautiful women at Saxon is being diagnosed with a serious situation and I just felt, I just, we were praying And my prayer was that God is going to make a way for her healing. Yes, he's going to heal her, but he's going to make a way. I don't know what that way looks like. And I don't know how long that way looks like. Because it's all different. Our pathways of healing are all different. But make no doubt about it. He makes a way. He makes a way for our healing. He makes a way for our freedom. Through it all, God was making a way for what? From the beginning to the end. For us to do what? To believe. He made a way. Every sign, every story, every amazing moment, every tough moment. So I've already read, so Job Every tough moment about that book was actually about him making a way, 
making a way for you and I to believe in Him, to hold on to Him, to come back to Him when it's tough. (laughs) Last night I was like, I was right crafting this message and thoughts were going through my mind. It started to rain. I'm at home on my own. We're downstairs, for those of you who know our situation, downstairs. And it started to rain, and it started to rain heavy. I'm on the weather map looking at the weather thing. And at one o'clock, it's like real, there's like it's saying it's a heavy rain warning coming and rah, rah, rah. Everything within me was like, okay, God, I am standing on your word now. I am believing you have got me. I'm going to go to sleep underneath my house. And I'm believing that that rain will not cause the dry mass of dirt to fail. (laughs) And it was a moment. And I thought, well, am I going to practice what I am about to preach or not? I tell you, it was a moment. I called out to him. I said, help me in my unbelief. Help me in my my unbelief. Because God has a way. That's not always what we thought. So he's been making a way for us all along and he's making a way today for you and I to keep believing in him and to have a relationship with him that is so close and so tangible that you sense him, you walk with him on a daily basis. Between now and next Sunday, your days are full of him. He's making a way for that. He's making a way for it today. He's making a way for us to come back to him. I don't know where you're at in your walk with him, but he's making a way for you to come back to him today and to stay with him. Why? Because he passionately loves you and he believes in you. He made you for himself. So all the way through, he was making a way. And then God made the ultimate way He made the ultimate way through Jesus, the gospel. It's such a simple message, but it costs so much. Jesus truly made a way for us through himself. At the cross, he finished it once and for all. All the sin, all the shame, all the guilt we've ever had, ever had or have or will have, all of it was placed on Jesus when he died on the cross. This is his ultimate way. And it was then, and it is now, and it always will be. We don't have to make sacrifices. We don't need to go out and find a perfect lamb or whatever we need, or a dove or a goat or a pigeon or a seagull. Oh, no, that would be bad. They're protected, aren't they? Anyway, we don't need to do that because Jesus has made the ultimate sacrifice. His death wasn't an easy one. In fact, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he asked the Father if there was any other way. Is there any other way? But there was not any other way because he was it. He was the only way to bring us back to a relationship with God. Jesus sacrificing himself to save us is the ultimate example of love. He made the way through his sacrifice. Because of that, we can stand before God, our mistakes forgiven and forgotten and be unashamed. Do you believe this truth? Because that is the gospel. That is the whole crux 
the whole centrality of our Christian faith, of why we do what we do. No matter who you are, what you've done or where you're coming from, God loves you. He loves you so much that he sent his son Jesus to die. He made a way, he made a way, and he's making a way for you to have life, to be healed and to know him. Today, if you come to this place and you do not know him, you feel distant from him, right now he's making your way. He's like throwing out the, the red cord. He's throwing it out. It's like a lifeline. He's throwing it out to you today. Grab it and go, yes, I believe. He didn't require you to have it all figured out before you came to him. He did it so you could come to him just as you are. This last scripture, Romans 5. Christ arrived right on time to make this happen. He didn't and doesn't wait for us to get ready. Love that. He presented himself for the sacrificial death when we were far too weak and rebellious to do anything to get ourselves ready. And even if we hadn't been so weak, we wouldn't have known what to do anyway. We can understand someone dying for a person we've dying for, and we can understand how someone good and noble could inspire us to self-sacrifice. But God put his love on the line for us by offering his son in sacrificial death while we of no use were of no use whatever to him. In fact, the other version says, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Think about it. While we were hurting, broken and ruined by the stain of our sin, he loved us and died for us. He looked past our failures and mistakes and saw our potential. He sees your potential. What is going through your mind right now? <laughs> Are you believing the lies of the devil that says that you are nothing and you're useless and who are you? Or are you believing the truth of the God, of this creation, your creator, and say, you are my daughter, you are my son. I don't look at your flaws and you are not a fraud. I don't know if you came in here with that fraud. Some people come in and you, I have that feeling that someone's come in here feeling like a fraud. You are not a fraud. He doesn't see frauds. Even when we are living faithless, and maybe we are living like frauds, saying that, oh, I'm a Christian, but actually our lives don't actually matter, um, measure up to that. By his grace, he doesn't see you as flawed. He sees you as a son or daughter who he loves dearly and wants to get in right relationship with him. He saw us not for who we are, but for who we could be as a child of the most high God. So amazing. So amazing. Grace made a way for us to know him. Grace made a way and teaches us to say no to ungodliness. That's what grace does. It made a way for us not to just get saved and carry on. Like he said to the woman who'd been caught in adultery, he loved her. And he said, my daughter, go and sin no more. I forgive you. Go and sin no more. Grace, when you understand grace, it frees you from sin, amen, but it also helps you and empowers you to stay out of sin. And that's the big work of grace. Not to just get us saved and just get us into heaven, but He wants us to be more like Him and to help others. He made a way. He's making a way. My prayer for us today is that we would believe that God's grace and salvation is first of all a free gift for you if you would accept it. All of your past, present and future mistakes have been forgiven and covered by the precious blood that Jesus shed at the cross. You are free, healed, saved and forgiven. We have been set free. Receive it and believe it 
and then we go. And then we go and we share that good news with someone else who needs to hear this good news that Jesus said, I am the way. He's always been the way. He's made a way. He's making a way and he will make a way. I am the truth. He's always been the truth. He is the truth and he will be the truth and he is the life. No one, no one comes to the Father except through me. He has made a way. He's made a way. He's made a way. He's made a way and he's making a way for you. Would you just bow your heads and pray? (sighs) Thank you, Jesus, that you have made a way right now and you are making a way. And if you're here and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, how today is an invitation for you to begin that incredible relationship. I love everyone to just shut their eyes in this place and give some privacy because this is a key moment. Because Jesus is making a way. He didn't die for nothing. He didn't give himself as the ultimate way, sacrifice for us not to respond and for us not to actually go, yes, Jesus, Without you, I am absolutely done. I believe in you. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died and you rose again. I believe that you took my punishment. I believe that all my past, all my my sin, all my wrongdoings are gone in Jesus' name. If today in this room and you want to respond to that and you want to say, yes, I need, I need Jesus in my life. I need to acknowledge Him as my Lord and Saviour. I want to give you a chance to put your hand up and it's not a magical putting your hand up. It's just an acknowledgement and it's you saying, yes, I need, count me in, count me in. I want to believe. So I'm going to count us down from three and then you put your hand up so that I can pray for you. I know who you are. So if you today want to start this incredible journey of believing, because it is a journey and you want to accept Jesus into your heart, please respond and put your hand up. I'm going to count you down. So three, two, one. Bless you, bless you, bless you. Three people in here, four. Anyone else? Four people. Anyone else want to join this incredible, brave group of people? Bless you heaps. And responding, Jesus, He sees you. Nothing you have done, nowhere you have been is too hard for Him to forgive and help you through that time. Thank you, Jesus. I was gonna pray for each one of you. So right now, I just pray for these four. Holy Spirit, would you come and you would settle in their hearts about who they are in you and who you are in them. Would you come and reside in them, in Jesus' Name. Come and reside. In fact, church, we're gonna pray this prayer together. We're gonna encourage these four and we're gonna ask the Lord into our hearts as well. So repeat after me, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for rising up again. Thank you for giving me of all my sins. Please come in and be Lord of my life. I want to follow You for the rest of my life and help me to believe in Jesus' Name. Amen, amen, amen. How about we put our hands together for these amazing four people.
God loves you incredibly so. And um, I'm gonna finish it there. I've got a few more things to say about believe and what Jesus said at the end, but maybe I'll get another chance um, to finish that off, what he said to Jesus, uh, what he said to the disciples. Anyway, I wanna read some of these. Uh, let's check and see. Anyone wanna hear some words? Here's a word for Josiah Kirk. God has given me a word for you that you are like a knight in the game of chess. Josiah, hello, hello. You are like a knight in the game of chess. The knight moves like no other chess piece as it moves in an L shape and can jump over other pieces on the board. Do you play chess? You do. Kind of, kind of, you know, you understand this. I felt that the Lord wanted you to know that you have been created intentionally and strategically to move around the board in a unique manner. God will use you to move forward and occupy occupy new territory. You will be used mightily in the hands of the ultimate grandmaster. Oh my Lord, that's so beautiful. Thank you, Jesus. I just pray for Josiah right now, God. Lord, as you have brought him to this place, I pray, God, that you would just pour great courage and boldness into this young man. And God, that he would be allow himself to be moved by you into the areas where you want him to be. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. How good. Here's another word, um, scripture that is impressing on me this week, fight the good fight of faith. Sometimes we think the battle is about health, finances, this and that, but the bigger battle is actually for your faith in God, which is worth more than gold. So do not throw away your confidence. Hold on to what you have. Guard the good deposit entrusted to you, and it will be richly, richly rewarded. How good is that? Powerful. Thank you for that stepping out in faith. I think I'll leave it there. <laughs> God is up to something. Okay, I'll finish off with the scripture. John 16, 30. This is Jesus. Now we can see that you know, this is, this is the disciples. This is what they came to. Now we can see that you know all things and that you do not even need to have anyone ask you questions. This makes us believe that you came from God. Okay, the pennies were dropping with the disciples. Other pennies dropping with you and I. Do you now believe? Jesus replied. Do you now believe? A time is coming, and in fact has come when you will be scattered, each to your own home. You will leave me all alone, yet I am not alone, for my Father is with you. I have told you these things, that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world but it's like, they got it. It took a while and it takes a while for us and that's okay, we're on a journey. But do you believe that He's got you? There's a powerful song that I love, I've been listening to, it's called Gonna Be Alright. It's worth a listen. And at the end it goes, and I believe, I believe, you're working all things for my good. You're working all things for my good. Hey, bless your heaps. We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. 
Email us at info.annasbrook.co.nz or visit our website.